I have a lot of things I want to get off my chest. In anybody else's hands, this is a microphone. In my hands, it's a pipe bomb. I have a dream. That's all I need. Hey, what is going on everyone and thank you all very much for joining us live for another episode, but not just any episode guys. This is episode number 20, the big 2-0 baby, and welcome everybody to the most electrifying podcast in all of sports of entertainment. Welcome to Pardon the Pipe Bomb. I'm also here joined by my man Cal. Cal, what's going on bro? <laughs> well, hey, everyone, if you haven't already, I do have a Twitter account and an Instagram account. If you want to follow me, please do so at PC underscore Flamio 814. And Cal, you want to tell people where they can follow you at? Uh, I just changed it for everybody to find me a little bit easier. It is. I really. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I I thought you changed it. I, I, yeah. dude, I Dude, I thought I was going crazy. I'm like, what? Well, you know, I, people were getting so, you know, ambitious with getting to have a conversation with us on Twitter. I figured I'd make it easier for everybody. It is the <laughs> Kyle Savon. You could find me at the Kyle Savon. Once again, that is at the Kyle Savon. Thank you. <laughs> John knows mom's a hoe. <laughs> no, if if any of you are wondering who John L is, it. I think that's what it was. All right, well, everyone knows the wrestling community is fucking toxic. And I think just as much as you know, I hate the wrestling community because I think that everybody in the wrestling community is a bunch of fucking low-life fat asses that sit in their mother's basement. But, yeah, especially the ones that, uh, you know. South Park reference. Yeah, no, that's exactly what it is. And at me, all that you want, people, fucking at me. Um, but I mean, we like before we even get into anything, man. We have to address the elephant in the room. What's that? WWE SmackDown versus Raw 2007 was the best video game ever. Back in 2007, and we you get to WWE the SmackDown two- versus Raw one. Yeah, absolutely. Ah, here comes the pain. No, I mean, no, no, arguable. Arguable. no, 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 yeah, yeah, no, it was the better one in my eyes. I mean, if you've seen my tweet, I did say here comes the pain and SmackDown versus Raw are, are close. Yeah, like, I saw the tweet. Yeah, yeah. but I, I'm, I'm, I'm here comes the pain right over just slightly. Yeah, just slightly. Raw. I don't know, man. It's it, story it, mode for me that did it. The story yeah. mode was just yeah. the freedom of it. I love yeah. it. But, but it, definitely. And, and yes, to, to continue on with your point. Yes. I have not bought 2K20 yet. I have not wait. either. I have not I'm either. I because I always do, but I'm gonna wait. Oh no, no! I haven't bought it since my ex did. Uh, she she bought it. Uh, uh, you remember Liz? Uh, she uh, she bought me WWE 2K18, whatever Seth Rollins was on. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, she got it for me, and uh, I kind of felt bad because I played maybe like maybe a week out of it, and I was automatically bored i'm like all right this is stupid and ever since then i'm like all right i'm not gonna buy another wwe um a video game and usually i like sport video games but i can't get on board with wwe 2k20 or anything like that and if you haven't seen man they did uh comparisons from 2k19 to 2k20 
Yeah. It's a huge downgrade, man. Yeah, I mean, look, I have both of them. So, I mean, I'm only going to play 2K20 for the career mode and to have yeah. some matches with The Fiend and yeah, but the, yeah, enjoy but the, whatever the <laughs> DLC content they add on there is. And then yeah, after I'm dude. done with the career mode, I'm probably done. I stopped playing 2K19 <laughs> like months, months, and months ago. Like Probably like two months after I got it, I completely stopped touching it. Yeah, that's, that's. I'm a I'm a career mode guy, so if the career mode is good, I'll play 2K20. But if not, you know, I'll deal with the glitches too. But if not, then. Dude, the glitches are something else, man. I I mean, I, I love the glitches though. That's kind of like like. It's good like shit. A, a thing. Yeah, it's like good <laughs> shit. It's entertainment. That's, it's it, fucking that's good. That's a big shit. reason for me to buy the game. Like, yeah, I love but the glitches sometimes. Yeah, but dude, for better. for people that got the game and that they have glitches, people are pissed. I would, and rightfully so, they should be. Listen, and once again, just like I say about everything, it's just WWE fans being oh my WWE God. fans. Because we know is if you buy the game every year like I do, then you know it's going to be glitchy at launch. Duh. I'm going to catchphrase that. Can I catchphrase duh? Do you think that's too simple? Sure, bro. <laughs> sure, bro. <laughs> that's good shit. Whatever, dude. I mean... <laughs> The the whole point that you said that just like how everyone else in WWE is being a mark about not enjoying the product or whatever, just like the game, Monday Night Raw, dude, this is where I cannot wait to talk to you about because people on Twitter or whatever like want to say, uh, I don't know, whatever that they do say and bring your mom into it or bring your father into it. And I'm just like, dude relax man like whatever happened to like a good civil argument and good debate everything right. has to get all personal it, it for people who don't know we had a big blowout on I'm twitter i'm not sure i understand Be huh shut up siri we had a big <laughs> blowout on twitter a few days back um because flamio believed that the andrade's uh match with sincara was pretty much a complete disaster, and I. I didn't disagreed. say I, no. I didn't say a disaster. I you said, said I didn't, it was bad because he needed Selena Vega, which I also want to throw in there. I seen on Twitter that you said is your new favorite female wrestler. What's that about? We'll get to that later. But yeah, um, yeah. and then the community like tried to crucify me for saying that Andrade did what Andrade was supposed to do, even with the help of Selena Vega. But. What do I know? People just like to, you know, be mad, you know? <laughs> no, like, the point that, that the people were trying to say is because it, the match was good, don't get me wrong, but the way that WWE has portrayed Sin Cara is he's nothing. He's nothing but a lucha fucking house party guy. He shouldn't be no, taken seriously. No. He's not taken seriously. He's not Kalisto. Don't. Fuck. Don't be a stereotypical white guy. I'm not being stereotypical. No. Man, they all look the fucking no. same. Anyways, oh, anyways, anyways, you anyways. You not just say that. Oh. Uh, you oh, know me. Jesus you Christ. know me. You not I am not that. I am not a huge luchador, all right? I really don't care for lucha underground or like Okay, so you have to respect it though. Yeah, okay? no, no, no. They I tried respect. to build up Sin Cara. Do you remember at one point in time Sin Cara actually was a the high United level States mid-card guy? Yeah, he was a, Do you a United that? States champion. Yeah, I and remember he's been that. injured for a good portion of the time since then. Listen, listen. I'm, Don't knock I'm him not for trying to make him look stronger. Mm. And yeah, Andrade took a little bit of a weak hit, but he'll be fine. He's fucking Charlotte Flair, okay? So he's going to be fine. He's as strong listen, as he can be. Listen, as far that's, as we know, he's stronger than John Cena right now in that roster. 
listen, as I'm not trying to say, I'm not trying to bash on him for the type of character. He hasn't been anywhere. He hasn't been anywhere on the main card in such a long time. So why None put him in have, a match? All right, we'll have, do. Except for the Viking Raiders. They're the only ones who's been on the main card from the NXT call-ups. And Ricochet. And Ricochet, of course. But even him. You know, they've all been barely used because of the roster management. Everyone has, like, this, like, denial that WWE hasn't known what the fuck they've been doing with people for the last few months. So they had nothing for them to actually do that made sense. Let them go ahead and start making these guys look stronger. Stop bashing it the whole damn time, though, fans. Come on. The reason why I don't like the fact that the way that the match ended, here is my explanation. I like Sin Cara. I like what he can do in the ring. I love Andrade. He's a dominant heel. So if a dominant heel goes up against somebody like Sin Cara, which right mm-hmm. now he hasn't had any credibility in that ring whatsoever. He just got back. That was his return match. He just okay. got back. Okay. Minus the one live show he did in, uh, what was that, El Paso? Whatever. But then have Sin Cara face someone else. Don't have him go up against Andrade, who they're supposedly trying to push and have... You're complaining like he beat him. That's my point. No, I'm I'm not complaining that he beat him. I'm complaining that Selena Vega had to help Andrade Cien Almas to win against somebody like Sin Cara, which everyone, including you, when we watched him in NXT, Andrade... He would probably demolish Sin Cara. Am I not right? No, you're not right. Because if right, you okay. did watch in NXT, okay. he wasn't really winning all these matches until Zelina Vega stepped in. Once she stepped in is when he really blew up and took off and won NXT championship. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, that's kind of been his thing the entire time. Stop acting uh-huh. like this is new, people. It's not. Okay. Zelina right, Vega you know, made him. They are, they are yes, one. It's a reason yes. they can't separate. They are one. Yes, she has to step in because not only is it making not every time, him look not good every time, wins, not every not? time, not She's every time because her it, legacy too. If yeah, but if you want to be a dominant heel, you don't need the fucking manager to get involved so in the okay. match every time. It was okay when Edge and Lita were doing it. It was okay when Lana and Rusev because were Edge doing was it. already over. You already believed that Edge could win the match for himself. Right now, no, Andrade Edge was needs a to build certified mid carder at the time. Until Lita stepped in the picture, he was a certified mid card person. Stop it. Don't give him extra credit. Management or managers are a big part of superstar success. Don't forget that he had a Money in the Bank briefcase match to help him out. Don't forget about that. Yeah. I know. I didn't forget about that. Well, you're acting like Lita is the only reason why he got out of the mid-card level. No, but Lita is the one who pushed him over for damn sure. You can't tell me that rivalry. Him doing what he did, him sleeping with who he was sleeping with, didn't help him. Oh yeah, and, and uh, hashtag ne- uh, I never forget uh, about the uh, sex scene that they had on in live in the ring with Lita and Edge while Edge was spinning Bump the title. That was legendary. Epic. <laughs> All right, I I digress. I digress. Um, but including we just got caught reminiscing. Sorry, folks. Including the Raw episode that we all didn't like. We'll we'll get into Raw in a second. We're gonna. Do you want to start, like, like what do you want to start with here? I mean, I kind of want to start with AEW and NXT because 
I want to talk about it. I, you know, I yeah, let's do that because I, I don't want to talk about end up talking about them at the end. Yeah, end yeah, up missing so much. Yeah, and let's and, just jump right into them then. Yeah, because I don't want to talk about fucking uh, WWE Raw and SmackDown Live or no, we'll bash wait, them later. Wait, okay, so what are they calling them now? Like on Twitter, is it hashtag SDLIVE or is it SmackDown on Fox? Smackdown on Fox. All right. Well, I've been doing the hashtag all wrong then. I don't know. Fuck me, right? <laughs> all right. So the one thing that I really, 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 really want to talk about, you you already know. And that would be the biggest thing that happened on NXT that, that no one even saw coming. Now, in today's world, like you said on last week's episode... In today's world, we know everything. We know what's going to happen. We're, we know how it's going to happen, or they should have done it like this. Mm-hmm. But this week's episode of NXT, no one oh, saw man. coming. Nobody. Like, Nobody. I listened to a lot of podcasts, man, and they even said, no idea. They had no clue this was going to happen. But and it's the greatest thing to ever happen in NXT history. It's, the, it's, it it's probably the greatest man to ever step foot into an NXT ring ever. It's probably the best thing that is going to happen for Finn Balor's career because everyone, Finn Balor has turned heel. And I yes. think. Yes. And I think this absolutely saved his career. And. Dude, the way that it like the way that it happened, everyone's like, "Oh, here we go!" Because the whole time, everyone like was thinking, "All right, Finn Balor, he's gonna turn heel, or no, Finn Balor, he's gonna uh, be in a huge thing with uh, you know Adam Cole and uh, uh, um, oh my God, Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gar- uh, Johnny Gargano and." Take on the undisputed era. Yeah, and then maybe coming up. mm -hmm, Yeah, and then and then be be a typical babyface. Right. And oh no, Smiley Finn, your favorite. Smiley Finn is gone. Fucking Christ. Smiley Finn is fucking dead. He even got a haircut and he got a new tattoo. He's a new man, my friend. (laughs) It was this week's episode of NXT. um, Like you said, I think this was. The best NXT yet, even though that uh, ratings don't show. But again, I will say this. Ratings. Yeah, dude, I know, but ratings are something to talk about, though. Again, but I don't. Dude, again, AEW's ratings are like they're not dramatically falling, but they are like steadily going down. And NXT's ratings are the exact same every week. But anyways, uh, before we even get into Finn Balor's epic uh, heel turn, um, it was something that I w- like just want to bring up with you, Cal. Thank you for changing your Twitter profile to just yourself in a normal photo. I haven't <laughs> yet thanked you for that one yet because I'm on my, Twitter uh, right now. That's and my, uh, what's it called? That's my artist profile picture on Apple Music. You can find That's your me, artist Kyle. one? Yeah, you can find me, Kyle Savon, on Apple Music as well. Well, shit. Yep. Time to do it big, man. That's a cheap plug, man. I, I wanted to kill that fucker that, oh my God. Don't plug your podcast on, on JD stuff. I'm like, dude, I'm just saying and stating to my friend that, uh, you know, 
<laughs> just I stated it like, oh, dude, I really I hate it's been a fucking fun week. people. It's been a fun week. I fucking hate people. I really do hate people. But anyways, um, that's not what we're talking about. And also, before Raw, I do want to say to you, <laughs> we grew up in the 1990s, but we didn't start watching it till like the, uh, the, the late 90s, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Me, uh, I can tell you when I started. I started in 2001. I mean, I started uh, my like my first match that I can remember was uh, when John Cena actually came out to Kurt Angle's uh, like the most legendary ruthless <laughs> regression or whatever. Um, I that's my first time or the first thing that I remember ever watching when I was a kid. But the, the biggest memory I have was I think it was Booker T and Kane in a <laughs> cage match. Nice. But 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 why I say that like uh, when we were kids, NWA Power Man, have you seen it? No, I haven't. Dude, it's different. It's it reminds you of like like old time wrestling, Mm -hmm. those cheesy commercials. Um, It's all that I could say is very uh, very unorthodox and it's very. It's cool. It's 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 way different from the product from uh, Impact Wrestling, uh, AW, uh, AEW, or WWE. It's the wrestlers. It's like a, it's smaller than uh, Sales University, and it's like maybe a crowd of maybe a hundred people, mm-hmm. and it's nobody comes out to music, and, but they just wrestle. And but the only difference is why I love it. It feels real. And they they give backstories like to these guys and to the characters like they bring in their real lives and then they make it into their character. So it makes it absolutely feel real. And I think whoever is listening, they really need to <clears throat> they need to go on YouTube and watch NWA Power. And it always premieres on Tuesdays live on YouTube, and that's how they stream their shit. And I highly re- and I highly recommend that you do it. Anyways. Just wanted to put that in there. So, with NXT, man, it was, I think it started out with uh, Rhea, Sh- or, no, no, not, not Rhea Ripley, yeah, no, Rhea Ripley and um, Bianca Belair, and, like, it was a good match, don't get me wrong, but I'm just not a fan of uh, Bianca Belair. Are you? Oh, you're a hater. I'm you're not a hater, hater, dude. I just... I don't know. know. I'm going to start to ask some questions pretty soon. Oh, my God. Don't. I already know. (laughs) I already know what's going to come. I'm starting to think you have a Don't even. Don't even say that R word, okay? (laughs) Don't even say that R word. I'm not. No, no, no. I might say a P word, but I'm not going to say the R word. A P word? A pussy? Prejudice. Oh, my God. (laughs) But I'm starting to think you have a type because Bianca Belair is awesome. And, and don't I get me wrong, she is. Going, I think she even understands that she'll be more of a you know mid-level, right on the edge of top tier. You know they can squeeze her in some main event matches every here and there. But she seems to be like one of those people who accept her role and just do the best at what she does. I like Bianca Belair a lot. She really grew on me. When she started, I hated her. As she developed, I love her now. She's great. And. Mm-hmm. You know, you know she's you know the the mate to to my man's in uh in 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 uh, uh um oh, 
and street profits. <laughs> sorry, I, I almost said private party. I'm sorry. They're, they're ripoffs. Private party yeah. is over. Ripoffs. Or like, like no. Dude, but they're over. But uh, anyways, this why. is all about continuing a, like a tie. Yeah, a tie together though. All the loose ends in the women's light division. Everyone yeah. wants a shot at Shayna Baszler. Right. So Rhea Ripley's getting that shot. Yes, she is. But also, and she's so the only is believable one, anyways. Though. Absolutely, she is. But so is Bianca Belair. But yeah. I like Rhea Ripley better than Bianca Belair. Yeah, Bianca Belair is this is whatever they do with this match with the three of them. It's going to be great because Bianca Belair is a great talent, and she mm-hmm. puts on some great matches. She does she's a hell of a fucking athlete. Win. She doesn't always win, but she. This is why I say she does the best at her role. She always puts on a great show. Since yeah, she she's does. Been on the, uh, the the top ends of the card, like facing Shayna Baszler a couple times, all her matches have been great. Mm-hmm. So I, I have no real bad criticism, but Rhea Ripley is the only believable one who's going to beat her. So and R- Rhea Ripley, she needed to win this match because uh, War Games is going to be coming up, and I think everyone knows that uh, Rhea Ripley and Shayna Baszler are going to be getting in a match with each other. So Rhea Ripley, she won this match, mm-hmm. and uh, so. Shayna's, uh, I, I, I believe that she came out, right? <clears throat> I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Her and uh, her posse. Yeah, which, by the way, I'm, I want to get into. They, I want them to have an identity because I believe they had a tag team match uh, later on and they came out to Shayna Baszler's music. I want those two characters to have like their own identity. Well, you know, they're crossovers from the MMA world so yeah I know they've that they've been but around for a while but they still yeah, don't exactly. have like they, much you know chemistry to them or anything like that or they, they're, they have some good abilities like in the ring but you know they're still not ready I think for that breakout role but Shayna Baszler still has that belt you know it's a matter of time before it's a trio and them two are booked stronger and they have their own identity so mm-hmm. I just say give it time alright well if they would have won this match that we're going to get to shortly here, then they definitely would have eventually got their identity. Well, yeah, but I mean, but, week, but you get it. But that's my thing, though. They've been in NXT for a little over a year now. I think it's time they that done? they. But what have they done? That's the point I'm making. Yeah, exactly. But I think they. I would just like them to have some sort of identity. That's all. That's all. Okay. I think that they would be a stronger. Um, team like uh the undisputed era but undisputed era they uh they're completely over i think undisputed era is amazing but you know we already talked about that one um yeah no uh let's talk about that tag team match uh, uh later on in the night um this is what i love that wwe is doing right now with the women's tag team uh championships um it's being defended everywhere it's being defended everywhere now and i like that uh um Kyrie Sane and uh, Asuka are going to be defending their women's tag team champions at NXT. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be defending it against Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox. Yeah. I didn't know that they were a tag team together, but... Um, well, you know, you, you pair two crippled together. That's what you get. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Got him! <laughs> God damn it. Uh, um no, 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 no. It's absolutely fine. But uh, after when uh, Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox when they won the match, um, you saw that um, yeah, who, um, Asuka and uh, Kyrie Sane. Kyrie Sane they um, 
came on the uh, the Titantron and basically saying, "You don't stand a chance." <laughs> but uh, like, dude, I like Oscar and Kyrie Sane in this heel run that they're on. Even though that they haven't been officially a heel, I like what they were doing. When I was watching Hell in a Cell when they were in that match, automatically assumed I'm like, dude, they're heels now. Yeah. They're doing heel tactics. I liked it. Yeah. But if you remember from NXT, Oscar kind of never really had a heel or babyface persona. She was kind of just a, a badass, and that's yeah. what she's getting back to. And I think that's the best step for her and Kari Sane. Cause Thank God. And yeah, I think that, Kyrie Sam would be great as like a little absolutely. like bitchy little absolutely. like a bitchy little like uh, 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 like Chinese girl. And then they I could think that that add Io Shirai for no reason at all. Why not make a trio? Yeah, yeah. Why not? Why not? Speaking of Io Shirai, uh, like didn't she make an appearance on here? Like she did like a little promo. I thought. Yeah, she cut a nice promo. Yeah. I don't know much of what she said, but I don't know what, much of what she said either. But I know that um, it I felt like it. real. I know that much. I like it. Yeah, no, it felt real, and I liked it. Um, also, Tomasa Champa, he had a little hype video aired, and um, Tyler Bate, he was showed in the audience. Did you see that? For the, um, I believe it's for the UK title, or like, is he just going to come on to NXT? Sorry, I lost you there for a second. Oh, no, no, no. I, like All that I said was uh, uh, Tyler Bate, he was in the, um, uh, in the audience. Tyler Bate, yes. Uh, well, I don't know if they want to just do like the crossover for NXT UK or what they're doing, but I have no idea. I, I don't know what he's going to do, but I, but I like it. I'm, I'm not going to complain about it. I, I like Tyler Bate. I, you know, like for guys that are kind of like my height, I have a thing for, it. I have a soft spot that I have a soft spot for <laughs> you like the little guys. Listen, us little guys need loving too. All right. I mean, he's five, eight <laughs> on a good day. Yeah, no, he's actually five, eight. I remember when he was in that tournament. I remember that. Uh, okay, I will say this, bud. Matt Riddle is growing on me. Oh, about damn time. Matt Riddle is growing on me, even though he's a fucking complete douchebag. I think maybe it's just a thing, because I don't like douchebags. I'm, I should be the only douchebag. Yeah, that's what every douchebag says. I think that's the reason why. I don't know. Probably. But the reason why I'm getting you know a little easier to consider Matt Riddle like a top dog when he goes 100 miles an hour in that ring he goes a fucking 110 miles an hour in that I, ring I told you man he's real deal and Riddle he did use Goldberg's jackhammer during the match did you see that yes I did <laughs> I kind of liked it though I'm like oh shit no he's not I guarantee that they're gonna have a match at Wrestlemania you wanna bet I wouldn't be mad at it. I wouldn't be mad either because, like, that's real heat. And I and things like that, like uh, the Goldberg uh, Chronicle or whatever that it was called, that they aired on the WWE um, network. And when him and when Goldberg and Matt Riddle had that little altercation, that was real. Yeah. That was real. I'm like, oh, shit. And the fact that WWE actually put it on, um, like, on their uh, network – you know that they ha are having something planned. You know they are. Is, it's it's all in the, in the public now. They it's all so it's all well organic heat. It. it is exactly. organic embrace heat. It. Just embrace it. Let it. Happen. Oh, I am. No, I'm I, talking about WWE. Oh yeah, I'm talking about them that just too. letting it happen because you know Matt Riddle's been picking at Goldberg for what almost two years now. Oh yeah. 
Um, but after the match, though, Riddle uh, tried to fist bump uh, Grimes, uh, but Grimes, uh, he definitely refused. And Riddle then fist bumped Tyler Bate instead when Tyler Bate tried to fist bump Grimes. Grimes shoved him and Bate responded by punching Grimes in the face. So maybe that's where they're going with this. Uh, maybe Tyler Bate and uh, Chris, uh, Cameron Grimes. I almost said Christian. I don't know why. Maybe that's what they're going to be doing. Uh, maybe easing Tyler Bate into NXT. Hopefully they would have an, uh, probably a good match in the future. Maybe at, at War Games. Don't know. Probably a good match. Maybe. Um, a team that we haven't... Uh, two teams that we actually forgotten about. <laughs> uh, Brizongo and Isaiah Swerve Scott, whatever you want to call him. Uh, they defeated uh, the Forgotten Sons. And, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I like Brizongo, but I really forgot about them. <laughs> I really did. And... I kind of feel bad, but I don't at the same time. Is that bad? No, I understand, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so this match didn't really excite me. Uh, what else happened? I always oh. enjoy seeing Brazongo back, though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Killian Dane, he cut a fireside promo about Pete Dunne. That's going to be at War Games. I'm excited for that one. That one, I would love Pete Dunne to win. I love War Games. and War I Games is you. like... What? I, I agree with you, but I, Killian Dane, ever since he's been solo on NXT, man, he's been a whole other animal. I think he this has. Is be his match. He has, this dude. This is going to be his statement victory for NXT. Yeah, because Pete Dunn's already over. He Love is. Favorite guy on NXT aside from Finn. Oh, 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 one thing that, uh, that I want to talk about uh, before we really get into it uh, about Finn Balor Angel Garza defeated Jack Gallagher. And this is setting up to be a um, cruiserweight uh, championship match, man. And I am so glad that the that they are taking the taken very seriously of the cruiserweight title on NXT, mm-hmm. and they're actually yeah. doing it right. And yeah. I'm loving everything that I'm seeing. Uh, Angel Garza he defeated Jack Gallagher, like I said, and Leo Rush sat in on commentary, and Garza won the match with uh, uh, the Cobra and. He calls the Ciro de la Sila Salt. I don't know what the fuck that means. It's just in my notes right here. I don't know what the hell that means. But regardless, looks like Angel Garza is going to be facing on Leo Rush. And I am all fucking for that. Take my goddamn money for oh, that Cruiserweight yes. title match. I, I'm so excited for TakeOver. I just... I, you mean War Games? It's a takeover, is it not? Don't be yeah, smart no, no, it is. It is. I mean, I, I already NXT got a takeover war games. Yes, okay, I'm so fine. fucking excited. So now the best, <clears throat> the best part about the whole night. I, I, I need some goddamn water. Um, with the match between um, Roderick Strong, Keith Lee, and Dominic Jakovic. That oh, was. Uh, Hold on. I got an Amber Alert going. Oh, no. no, Yeah, no. Same here on my phone. Uh, Meadville, PA. Be on the lookout. Red Chevy pickup, 1988. Amber Alert. Okay. Moving on. Breaking news, guys. Breaking news. Breaking news. Uh, Anyways, uh, yeah, no. Uh, The North American Championship match was unbelievable, but some of the spots that they did on... Did you watch this match? 
All right. Well, there were a couple parts there where uh, Keith Lee, uh, Keith Lee, Roger Strong, and uh, uh, Dominic, they did a spot where it looked like uh, if Keith Lee didn't catch somebody, somebody probably almost would have broke their neck. <laughs> they uh, they did like uh, I, I don't know what kind of spot, but um, Lee and uh, Jakovic took out Strong on the outside and tried to finish their match one on one basically. And Lee hit a spirit bomb, or yeah, a spirit bomb off the top rope onto Jakovic. But as a good heel that didn't need help from a manager, oh, snuck in go. and hit his finisher on Keith Lee with a running knee to his face and one, two, three, won the match. This match was the best thing for the whole night. Great main event. And. It was awesome. And after the match, uh, all of Undisputed Era, they came out to celebrate because they knew that Roderick Strong could be a strong heel and win the match for himself and find a way to win. And shortly after, you heard no one will survive. Tommaso Ciampa interrupted Undisputed Era's celebration. And he came out with uh, his old friend, The Crutch, or I don't know what he calls it. Crutchy. Let's just call him Crutchy. Crutchy. Get the fuck crutchy. out of here. We got Goldie and Crutchy, his best friends. <laughs> and then the crowd was chanting, Daddy's home, which I loved. Right. <laughs> uh, for Goldie. Has the best chance. Oh, yeah, they do. And shortly after, Johnny Gargano came out, and you would hear DIY chants come on. Tommaso Ciampa acknowledged it and laughed. And then, out of nowhere, Finn Balor came out, and he showed up to stand beside. Champa and um, Gargano to even up the odds. Or so we thought. Then Balor immediately attacked, uh, yeah, attacked Johnny Gargano. Leaving, leaving Tommaso Champa four on one, and he got beaten down by the Undisputed Era. And Balor just had a look on his face, like, like a dead face look. Like his smiley fin is dead. And you know what he really did to cement that too? What? The nineteen sixteen on the stage. I thought it was awesome. Dude, that was fucking epic. Like, I was I sitting here. The move, but it's kind of always been like a secondary move more than like yeah. a finisher. But now it looked like that's gonna be his heel finisher. Cause you know when you're a heel, you don't really go to the top rope that much. Mm-hmm. Dude, like that. Ooh. I don't know, but that looked that looked brutal. Like when he did it outside the ring. But remember when he did um, his little uh, kick on the outside of the ring and knocked down that fucking uh, oh it took uh, out the whole area of the crowd. Yeah, I was like, crowd. oh shit. <laughs> Obviously, that was a setup spot, and like those were fake fans because you can automatically like tell because. Like, all of the fake fans were on the ground, like, pretending an injury. I was like, hey, but still, it's cool. They they played it off. And so, with this happening now, why do you think uh, Finn Balor turned heel? What do you think his, um, like, his reasoning is going to be? Or what do you think WWE is going to portray it as to be? Does it matter? You're asking me why? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter why. <laughs> <laughs> The fact is, he's healed now, and from what we've seen from digging up old footage of Finn Balor before NXT, 
before we really knew ooh, who he was, ooh, yeah Balor Club Balor Club that man was a badass heel and yep he gets to do it again I'm all for it it's about damn time it's new it's refreshing mm-hmm it's and what his character imagine. needed and and look at who it's gonna be against it looks like it's gonna be targeted first with Johnny Gargano Mr. NXT and Mr. NXT. I fucking love it. Longest reigning, longest, longest reigning NXT champion, former NXT champion, Finn Balor. Um, but no, like, awesome. like here's 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 what I think that uh, that Triple H is is trying to do here. I I think everyone was already assuming that these three guys were going to be involved in that title, and I think everyone was either thinking Fatal Four Way or Triple Threat Match, right. and it was going to be an instant classic. Oh no! Um, and you remember what Finn Balor tweeted like last week? Uh, my future is my past, mm-hmm. and this is exactly why he said that. For the shit that he did uh, against uh, Johnny Gargano, this is my prediction. I think Johnny Gargano and Finn Balor. I think that they're going to have a great showing um, at War Games, and I think whoever wins that match is going to be the next contender in line for uh, the NXT Champion. But uh, and I think Finn Balor is going to have that title around his waist, not anytime soon. But I think it's going to be Finn Balor and Tommaso Ciampa. Soon down the road, I think that they're gonna face each other uh, I say for that next. Until the one before Mania. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, I agree with that. But I think sometime soon it's gonna be Tommaso Ciampa and Finn Balor to um, go defend or just go fight for the NXT title. But it's gonna be so great. I don't know yeah. when it's gonna happen because, dude, I love the undisputed era, having all the gold. I love it. It reminds but, me and and reminiscence of uh, Evolution. And I love well, it. You brought up a good a good question though when you were leading into this. Is Finn gonna join Undisputed Era? What do you think about that? I don't if think so. I it, think what do you think? I don't think so. I think that uh the way that Finn Balor I don't need when, I don't need The way that Finn Balor like looked at Adam Cole. Like, he wants that belt though. Yeah. That's all yeah. he wants. He wants that belt. I don't think he needs Undisputed Era. It'd be cool. Don't get me wrong. No, uh uh-uh. uh. But it'd be short lived because he's a leader more than anything. So. Yeah, and I think that Finn Balor, like the way that he looked at Adam Cole, it's like. But like, can you uh, imagine? Imagine this though, okay? Because he said his past is his future, uh-huh. right? What if he starts a new stable in NXT? Who the hell would he have join him? I don't know. Maybe, uh, like, yo, maybe honestly. Maybe uh, the OC will go to NXT, not AJ no, Styles, but no, they I know. See, here's what I'm getting at. I want them to start taking stables and pushing them, just like they used to do in the old days of WWE. Mm-hmm. Just like they were doing in Impact Wrestling. Remember when they had Main Event Mafia and like five other yep. fucking stables, Aces yep. and Eights, all those stables sell. Bullet yes, Club, they do sell them. They they created a brand off of Bullet Club. Let's be real. Yeah, um, they did. And it's more than a, it's way more than. Now you a, have a, the undisputed era, and you have the OC on the main roster, and then you can get Finn Balor a new stable. Imagine him with like a fucking a, a fucking Pete Dunne or a Killian Dane or you know some other baby face who he can turn heel for. Imagine that, Joe. It'd just be awesome as hell. 
Like you get a heel mm-hmm. trio of like people who you wouldn't expect to team up with NXT or Finn Balor on NXT. Like, no one expected, uh, yo, yo, no one expected um, Roderick Strong or uh, uh, what's the other guy's name with Undisputed. Or no one expected him no, to join Strong. with, yeah. No one expected him to fucking join Undisputed Era. And no, I remember that match. That was <laughs> that was wow. Yeah, man. And I don't know, just NXT. They just do something right. I don't know what it is, but it just feels real. It feels organic. It doesn't feel forced. It just... Hunter knows his shit. Like, he is... He just knows the business, and you got to respect him on that. But enough on NXT. We should uh, talk about AEW that was in Pittsburgh. And AEW... I uh, I unfortunately was working. Cal, you uh, you already know what I'm going to be saying. I was working at Buffalo Wild Wings, and so I was pissed I couldn't get off. And I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, <clears throat> wouldn't you know, uh, I see AEW jackets. And all of a sudden, I saw SCU and the ball guys. I've, I, I forget the ball guy's name, but he's the one that's injured um, right now. Christopher Daniels? Yeah. His wife. How can you forget Christopher Daniels. Oh well, like whatever, dude. We're gonna tag him in this one, and he's gonna cuss you out. He's gonna tell you <laughs> you're the worst host he's ever had. Whatever. But um, I was just getting off of work, and I'm having a drink. Thank God I stayed, and I just see them, and I was being a complete fanboy. I didn't want to go up to them. I didn't know how to go up to them, and so I was just kind of like easing in on their conversation the whole time because. The reason why I went over there because uh, the sound was on for Fox because uh, the uh, World Series game uh, was on. So since it was on Fox, you heard the SmackDown Live commercial. Once that came on, I'm like, I looked right at them, and obviously, like they were watching it. And <laughs> then, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I heard them start talking. I'm like, Oh, I want to listen in. Basically, all that I'm getting out of here is that. They were saying people from WWE want to jump ship to AEW. They want to come, but they're just stuck. And Do you think Randy really wants to jump? I don't blame him because the way that WWE is like is going. And Mike Kanellis, by the way, he got denied his uh, release. No, rightfully so. Said, they already said they're not releasing anybody. Yeah, I know. Him. But, I mean, rightfully so that they don't fucking uh, like release him. He had a choice like a couple months ago. He just signed that five-year contract. So he had a choice to be like, ah, no. But no, he had to be greedy and say, yeah, no, I'll take it. And uh, yeah, and then all of a sudden the money came. It's like, you know what? No, I'm not happy. He's not really no, man. impressive to me anyways. Like I get, you know, a lot of these talents that request release are just like underutilized talents and shit. But he's definitely not one of them to me. I mean, I like him just from like I remember some of his indie stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we all like Maria just because she's an old face. But yeah, he's not too impressive. Like He hasn't done anything to impress me at no. all yet. No, he's not. But he's, he's like in his late 30s. He's done with his career. I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like that he's done and I feel like he's done what, it, that what was asked of him. But I don't see right. him being a big star. If he would ever jump ship to AEW, I don't see it. But speaking of AEW, start off with the bang, dude. I know you're not a huge fan of Private Party, but dude, my God. Even though that uh, this was for the AEW Tag Team Championship Tournament match against the Lucha Brothers and uh, the Private Party. Either way, whoever would have won this match, Lucha Brothers, they put over Private Party. Even though that Lucha Brothers won, 
doesn't matter. Private Party still looks absolutely strong. They're going to be the next type of good tag team in the AEW tag team division because, dude, they're young. They have great charisma. They're great in the ring. They have all of the package. And I don't know why that you don't like it because you, I think that you think that they... AEW is trying to do a spinoff of Private Party because Private Party is doing so well uh, and uh, Private Party is is great at doing promos. Not the big guy, like more of the skinny guy. I forget their names. See, but you're so into this, you just refer to the Street Profits as Private Party. So what were you talking about? The Street Profits in this, the the big guy, not the skinny guy. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, the Street Profits. You said the private party. Oh, See? fuck me. It's yeah. such a ripoff, you can't even call them by their actual name. Dude, you know what I meant. All right, private yeah, party like, is ugh. the knockoff version of Street Profits. We've had Street Profits first. Okay. Listen, Better. listen. Private Party came into play like months ago, like when all, months when double ago, Street Profits have been here over a year. All right. Well, still, like when Double or Nothing came around, they signed Private Party. So, so we already had Street Profits. Remember Whatever. when I just shared that meme to you earlier in the week about Demon Finn? We I got know. One for Street Profits too. We have I know. Street Profits at home. Street Profits we have at home. Private party. Whatever. See how that works? I, I, I know exactly what you're trying to do. I know. But I like them. No, listen. In ring, uh, you know, gimmick wise aside, in ring, they're great. Okay? Yes, I'm they not, are over see, now. I think that you take me too much as a AEW hater. I don't hate AEW, okay? I love no, AEW. No. I love what they've been able to do. I love the talent that they bring this up. Was, I love the way they're this was this was in I Pittsburgh just say that certain members and certain things that they do are lacking. That's all. Mhm. But I wish I was there for uh like for like the whole show because of the whole uh, th- like backstage sh- shit that they did with Cody Rose and Chris Jericho. Um this was their yeah, best show. Yeah, this uh, was their, their best show. Out of the four weeks, this is their best show. And I'm including opening night. Oh, yeah, this is this is their best yeah. show so far. Yeah, I agree. And, but, of course, um, with the tag team champions, the Lucha Brothers, they did win, yeah, but... I got company. <laughs> you do? Yeah, my daughter. <laughs> my baby just crawled in here, guys. Yeah, well, that's fine. Here. Sorry, she walks now, Jordan. How old is she? Nine months. Jesus Christ, I'm not ready. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, even though the Lucha Brothers, they won Private Party, they look strong, and they're going to be strong for the foreseeable future. Uh, the, the other right tag team... won in this tournament. Oh, both of them did. Um, but the other tag team championship tournament match, SCU and the Dark Order. I really SCU. thought the Dark Order... W- I, I really thought the Dark Order was going to win this, but... I had a funny feeling, but I guess I was wrong. Uh, SCU, they too, defeated. But at the same time, like inside, I, like a part of me <clears throat> knew S was, well, not knew, but was hoping that SCU won. But then there was a little part of me inside that was kind of like, okay, I want to see what this Dark Order can do. I want to see it. Mm-hmm, yeah. And I didn't watch uh, much of it because I was more intrigued uh, because the inner circle made an appearance during the match. Mm-hmm. And they were walking through the audience uh, up to the skybox. And they were in the private party suite and drinking the little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> and SCU, but they took over the match uh, after a gory 
bomb knee to the face combination and, and SCU. They will move on and face the Lucha Brothers in a finals for the tournament and to crown the all-new inaugural AEW Tag Team Champion of the World next Wednesday. So, the, like, but after the match, though, the whole night, the inner circle, they were, um, they were up at the skybox, and throughout the whole night, they were, sh- like, like, you know, the camera was showing them, like, in the, uh, in the private party, or in the private box, <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm all over the place, and the next match that I wasn't really actually a fan of, I mean, Kenny Omega and Joey Janelle, are you a fan of Joey Janelle? Not really, no. I'm not either. He he like looks I, like a guy. I, I he looks like a guy really... from college, and he just looks like he drinks twenty four seven and just does stupid shit to himself. That's how he comes off to me. He's the generic Matt Riddle in my eyes. I I I, I think that's a far stretch, buddy. <laughs> I think <laughs> that's a far stretch. Wise, I'm just talking look wise. Okay. Well, Skinny Riddle. That's what his name is to be. Skinny Riddle. Skinny Riddle? No. How about uh, how about what I've been hearing on the internet? Uh, Joey or like Jelly? J- yeah, Jelly Janella. <laughs> Jelly Janella, because he's literally like, dude, I'm in more shape than Joey Janella. Okay, I think I have more muscles and I'm more cut than Joey Janella. He's just a dude that they just saw in the crowd and signed. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, uh, Cody Rhodes now he cut a promo. Like, did you watch all of AEW? No, I saw parts. Like, I well, of course, I, was, I saw the brawl. Of course, I was working, and uh, but I've been seeing everything on Twitter. But you saw Cody Rhodes fucking like fucking uh, punch. Glass? Yeah. Hell yeah! I saw the brawl. Yeah, I saw the brawl. This is exactly what makes it real. I know that WWE does like a few other things, but I don't know. It just doesn't feel organic. But. Um, oh. Oh, if WWE it. did it, you would have bashed it. No, 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 no. I, I, I wouldn't have bashed it. I just... Um, They're like, ooh, he punched a piece of glass. Ooh, WWE. No, uh, no, I, I wouldn't AAW have said that. It. It's like, oh, I, shit, Cody punched glass. No, dude, I wouldn't have said that. I would have said, okay, <laughs> all right. Like, like that seems real. Like, with Bobby Lashley and fucking Lana at the, like, at the restaurant. I mean, and Rusev coming in there and then trying to, like... Get past everything. Dude, I don't give a fuck. If I was Rusev, I would fucking move everything and just go to town. And, like, my adrenaline rush would kick in and I would lose control. It didn't look... Or- it did not look organic. Okay? Okay, but can I just say... Can, well, can we just agree that overall perspective of Raw and SmackDown, before we hit their topics for the night or for the day, um, can we just agree that storytelling needs some work? Yes, but the actual in-ring stuff. The in-ring that is has great. Yes, yes, we can both agree on that. Then we're good. We can. Then we're good. Then okay. I don't you. We can continue to be friends. <laughs> Apparently, I'm not his friend anymore because uh, I lost him somehow. Don't know what happened, <laughs> but the show goes on. I'm gonna try to reconnect with him here in a second. But uh, with Cody Rhodes and. Who was it? The Inner Circle, having their little feud that they had in Pittsburgh. Uh, Cody Rhodes, he was trying to do a promo, and but he kept getting interrupted by 
Chris Jericho's inner circle, and I thought I thought this was uh, rather enjoyable. It really was. I like it. Just felt organic. Um, and every time that they would interrupt Cody Rhodes, Cody then said, "Hey, Chris, you know that I can come up there anytime that I want. We're not in a a different environment where." Uh, there's an invisible wall here outside these ropes, and I thought that was a nice little jab that they threw at WWE. Uh, but just like what Cal says, I think that AEW needs to stop throwing shades at WWE if they want to be successful. And he agrees, I agree, and so does CM Punk. CM Punk did an interview uh, recently saying that if AEW wants to succeed, they need to stop throwing jabs at WWE because um, WWE or no AEW says that they're not in a war, but it really does look like that they're trying to be in a war with WWE. But after when uh, Cody Rhodes had his um, little statement that he said about the ring, uh, then Dustin Rhodes he came out, MJF he came out, and so did DDP Dustin Dallas Page. And that was a nice surprise. I I really like that, and I'm shocked that he came to AEW. But he goes wherever the money is. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, then we had a match. Well, actually, before the match, uh, Cody Rhodes then went up there into the suite, broke in there. Uh, like we said, he busted the glass, shattered open, and then afterwards... Uh, he attacked Chris Jericho and the inner circle and threw Chris Jericho into the dipping dots. And he had a little bit of the bubbly and a little bit of the dots. <laughs> After this promo was over, uh, the Young Bucks and the Best Friends were in a match together. And the Young Bucks, they defeated Best Friends. Cal knows that I'm not a big fan of the Best Friends. Um, b- before the match, Orange Cassidy tried to have a super kick party with the Young Bucks. So they super kicked him in the face, and that's what really got this match started, basically. And after the match, the uh, the Young Bucks, they accepted Ortiz and Santana's challenge for a match at Full Gear that's going to be coming up. And from what I'm hearing, I'm hearing that um, Full Gear is going to be $60 on pay-per-view, and hopefully it'll be on Bleacher Report Live, and because that is my only way that I watch their pay-per-views anymore. I'm going to go over a couple things, and hopefully I can get Cal back here for SmackDown and Raw. But Britt Baker, I'm going to say this once, guys. Everyone needs to jump on the Britt Baker bandwagon right now. The connection with Pittsburgh tonight, since she's from Pittsburgh, she is absolutely the top dog, or the top female dog in AEW's women's division and she should be the one to have the uh, AEW women's title on her waist and not uh, the other girl I like her don't get me wrong but I think uh, it is time for uh, someone more believable to have that belt around their waist that is just my humble opinion and Britt Baker she came out and she defeated Jamie Hayter Baker was led by the ring by uh, Steely McBean. If any of you aren't familiar, that is the Pittsburgh Steelers mascot, which is probably the worst mascot ever created. That's just my opinion. (laughs) And Baker, she won by via submission. And after the match, though, 
Brandy Rhodes attacked Hater backstage. So this can only mean that this is going to be a match that is going to be set up for full gear. And I I like this. I like that Britt Baker is being uh, pushed as a top dog in the in the women's division. And I absolutely hope that she will have the title on her because that is what is right for AEW. And if she does get that title, she should have it on for the foreseeable future and have it on no less than a year. That's just my opinion. If you want to build up that AEW's Women's Championship, you need to have somebody to have a long title reign and make it relevant and make it very special and prestige. So hopefully that is the direction that AEW will be going on going forward. The last match, though, everyone has been giving me mixed reviews that Pac and John Moxley went to a time limit draw because basically they ran out of time. They ran out of TV time. And so after the match, John Moxley wasn't happy and he hit the referee with a paradigm shift or otherwise known as um, what everyone else knows it as. <laughs> and I like what they're doing with John Moxley. Like you could just see in the ring that John Moxley is like free. His soul is free. And you got to love it when you see John Moxley out there. And Pac, otherwise known as Neville, he is also great. But the match itself was a great match. I didn't like how it ended. And Pac and John Moxley, I think that they're going to have this feud continue all the way into full gear and have a tremendous match. And hopefully there is some sort of stipulation and like a hardcore type of match because I think them two could probably knock the roof off of the building. And honestly, for John Moxley, he it's all sky is the fucking limit for him. I think he's going to be there. He is the best mid-card guy that they have right now. So they're going to try to build up that mid-card level event. And hopefully when they don't need him anymore, he will just move up on to the uh, AEW's World Championship like picture but hopefully AEW soon I'm hoping that they will have a mid-card title or like a television championship belt or something like beyond those lines something new I would love to see that after when uh, the AEW tag team tournament is over hopefully they will have a tournament for to determine the mid-card title maybe it's going to be uh something uh then I, I don't know what the, what they could name it, but hopefully they have something up their sleeves for uh, any mid-card talent that is on their roster right now because right now it's just going to be feud after feud after feud and they need to bring a title in for the mid-card people to make them relevant, in my opinion, of course. Obviously, this was, like I said, the best show that AEW has put on in the past month. And I'm, like I said, I'm including the very first episode of AEW Wednesday Night Dynamite. This was the best AEW Dynamite show to date. And now we should just try to get on to <laughs> SmackDown and Raw, unfortunately. And these were the, the low points of the week. And yeah, so I guess, um, like with Cal being back here, <laughs> um... Let's uh, start off with SmackDown, I guess. Uh, SmackDown, it started off with, uh, I think uh, it was the Intercontinental Championship match, right? Started the pay-per-view, or started the night, I believe so, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was with... With its uh, fluky finish. 
Yep, with a fucked finish, I like to call it. Uh, Roman Reigns and uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, uh, they started it off, and instantly when I saw this, I was like, okay, well, Roman Reigns ain't winning. And I was right, and I thought maybe that would have been good for his character, just to get in the mid-card title, but I guess not. Uh, it was because of a disqualification match why Shinsuke Nakamura won this. Uh, Baron Corbin, he got... Uh, involved, he interfered, and then all of a sudden, Daniel Bryan he makes the save for Roman Reigns, and then he got Kinshasa. But like what you said Kinshasa! before, <laughs> like you said before, man. I mean, I'm liking the uh, the tag team between Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan. Yeah, I think uh, like if if they play it right. Uh, even though that you told me before off air, uh, you said that um, maybe Roman Reigns would turn heel. I don't agree with you. I don't think that they will turn heel for uh, Roman Reigns, but that's just me. I mean, I wouldn't see why not. If you're going to do it, which they definitely should, and I believe they know they need to do something with Roman, like ASAP to make him a new, fresher feeling you know, that's what you do. And then Daniel Bryan is the perfect guy to do it against. You get the best baby face. And then if Roman turns heel, I think he'll be the best heel because I've seen his heel work in NXT before. Yep, the guy with the suit, right? He's great. Yeah, he's he's great. Mm-hmm. I love it. He has that, that look, that feel. He just screams heel. Like, badass, I will fuck you up heel. Like, and that's the kind of character that they desperately need on not only SmackDown or the WWE, but Fox, period. Yeah. I mean, I think he could be a dominant heel, but I don't see WWE doing that ever. I mean, he, because he is hope. John Cena 2.0. Yeah, but, you know, at least John was a heel before, too. Yeah, but he was a heel for maybe, what, two, three months? That was it? Uh, more like two, three years. Eh, I don't know about that. I'm talking early, John. Yeah, Doctor Thug, yeah, Doctor Thugonomics. No, he was a heel longer before that. Like Where? pretty much, basically, OBW? like right, No, damn near right after he slapped Kurt is kind of like when he started that heel stuff. You know, fans remember when liked John, it, dude. Remember John used to have a, a manager. Remember that? Oh my God, no. Who? I forget his name. He was like, he was like, it was like fucking Vanilla Ice and like. Two vanilla ices walking around each other. It was horrible, but it was so entertaining. Like, but it was John as a heel. Like, you know, you got to see which one he was better at. John was a better babyface for sure, but you got to at least see him as a heel. I'll I'll have to do some research. I don't yeah, really it's, it's, remember. It's like 2002, John. I don't even think his he had the Doctor Thugonomics theme yet. Like he was just in an underwear, right, and that spiked hair. No, he he had fucking like. Uh, a straight outfit like he'll beat your ass in like a feline outfit <laughs> no, I'm dead ass like it was like feline or fubu he was rocking like. <laughs> anyways anyways um, what else good happened shit. on here it's good shit no no uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait what else happened oh my god I literally lost my place oh yeah Shorty Gable is now Shorty G and Vince McMahon is finally getting his wish on months ago when I reported on this podcast that Vince McMahon was going to be changing Chad Gable's name to Shorty G. He then changed it to Shorty Gable. And now, 
Gable after when he had a match with uh, Curtis Axel and basically a, like a squash match. That uh, Gable announced that he is going to shorten his name even shorter now, and he's going to name himself Shorty G, which, whatever. I mean, I like how they're trying to have him as uh, try to relate to fans like me. Even if you're short. short, it doesn't mean that you can't do things that you that people say that like that you can't do. Which you know I what? can. Yes, hell yes. Which Give us I, some props. Yeah, which I like. It 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 hit like a certain point in my heart where I'm like, okay, I like this. Because we're and short. Then, yeah, but the point that he said, shorty G, which I, I guess, I mean, hey, like whatever whatever Vince McMahon is telling you to do and try to run with it, he's going to try to run with it and make it the best that he can do. Damn right, shorty Jordy. Shorty Jordy. Motherfucker. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and then, right. um, I'm like, I'm probably like an inch taller than you, so it's all right. Can we not talk about height, please? <laughs> Hulk Hogan he appeared uh, via Skype and announced that he will have a, a replacement for the Crown Jewel horrible team captain uh, type of match or Survivor Series type of match which by the way after this week's of WWE they didn't even promote Crown Jewel they did a little bit but you can tell WWE doesn't care they're just doing it for the money anyways I digress but uh, next you thought anything else? no but I just had to throw a jab in there you have the New Day, your team, and my team pairing up in heavy machinery and facing off to the Revival, Dolph Ziggler, and Robert Roode, which I always tell you, I think uh, heavy machinery should get those tag team titles, but you think otherwise, of course. No, see, it's not that they shouldn't. It's just that they shouldn't yet. Oh, yeah, no, they shouldn't yet, but I think that it, it needs to be soon. I mean, yeah. Within but a couple it, months. It, it depends on how soon we're talking. Like, what are we talking by soon? Like, we talking like before Mania, or are we talking like during before, Mania? or or even at Mania at this rate? Like, I can see like uh, at Mania, but you know, because they'd be like the big baby face and they win on the big stage of them all, and you know, everyone cheers and loves it. Yay! Give the Tommaso Ciampa cheer, um, <laughs> pat on the back, you know, and all that good shit. But I'm saying more like um, transition from. The revival to heavy machinery kind of would be a little bit of a downgrade to the revival. So I think they should have some legitimate competition first, and then heavy machinery can go from there. I th- I just think they need to be more legit first. They're not. I can't take them serious enough right now. Okay. Okay. Well, you. Well, you. Hey, listen. You sound like me, like with uh, uh, Sankara, but I'm not going to get into that. Uh, well, that's that's completely different. Nope. Uh. Uh-uh, nope. That's completely different. I'm not saying Sin Cara deserves any title. I'm saying <laughs> Sin Cara used to be kind of a big deal on the mid card. They want to at least make him relevant now, so they made him look somewhat strong and protected. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Anyways, with this Whatever, match, Shorty Jordy. <laughs> you know, shorty, that's racist. Shorty. That's racist. No, you're prejudiced. That's racist, my friend. Uh, with this match, though, Xavier Woods, he pins Scott Dawson after a midnight hour to win the match. And speaking of Xavier Woods, breaking news, uh, apparently Xavier Woods is going to be out for the foreseeable future. Uh, looks like he looks like he has a serious injury, and it looks like uh, he's not going to be a part of the New Day for quite a while. It, it, like it's, I don't know what it is, but on Twitter it just says They're that. They're saying about a year. Yeah. So, looks like uh, the New Day and Kofi Kingston's back in the title picture, baby. 
As he should be. Right where he should be. Right where he belongs. Um, all right. So then the Miz, yeah, the Miz TV happened, and his guest was the emo Bailey, and she quoted saying, "Karen Bailey, <laughs> Karen Bailey, I used to be what they wanted me to be, but the truth is, I've outgrown them. Life sucks, and then you die." Spoken like a true hero. <laughs> I mean, I thought it, it like it was funny. I like I did see that and then you die. Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> I mean uh, she also said fuck all you guys. So She didn't say fuck all you guys, did she? Man, she said fuck all you guys. No, I'm talking she, about when she turned heel that night. No, she said screw all of you guys. Man, she said fuck all you bitches. That's what, what she said. In that order. And then they just chopped it off because they cut her mic early and then, you know, whatever. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I well, heard what I heard. All right, guys. <laughs> After this segment, though, it was a six-pack challenge. This I was very interested in because I want to see Sonia Deville get a push. She is a believable women's wrestler that you can believe I, I that could have Sonya a champion Deville. on her waist. I love that lady. Me too. I absolutely... I mean, it's... She... One thing that you know... Uh, about me man I like credibility and I like to have some realism and she looks the part she is not bad on the microphone she's not great but you know she doesn't really talk that much so she'll get better exactly she doesn't talk that much but I mean I really thought maybe she was going to win this match but obviously uh, WWE has other plans in store for Nikki Cross which I'm not minding um, on, on Nikki Cross in it but since Nikki Cross um, won the six-pack challenge match, uh, Sonya Deville went on a WWE exclusive interview, and he she called out uh, Becky Lynch. And with Sasha Banks being injured, I don't know for how long, but I know she has like a little minor injury that she's dealing with, so that's why she hasn't been on TV. And all week, uh, this week, on Monday Night Raw, all the women were in Australia for, um, I don't know, something going on. That's why no women were on either Raw or maybe, well, actually just on Raw. Uh, but, yeah, so it's going to be uh, Nikki Cross and Bailey, I guess, at Crown Jewel for the SmackDown Women's Championship. That's interesting to me just because it's happening. So Yeah, I'll whatever. Uh, Braun I'm Strowman. talking about... No, hold on, hold on. Wait. What? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't do that. Don't what? do that. What? That's big. You know women don't wrestle over there. Oh. This is big. Stop downplaying everything they do. Maybe it's not at, uh, maybe it's not at Crown Jewel then because I don't see them, I don't see them uh, wrestling yet. It's probably on next week's or probably on tonight's SmackDown. I would have to look. I don't know. We'll see. We're not uh, but, up with the times, guys. It's been a busy week. Yeah. But, well, I mean, when hey, when the product is bad, you don't really care for it. But when the product is good, like NXT and AEW, you go on rants for about, about 50 it. minutes. Damn right. <laughs> they're lucky they're getting a 20-minute SmackDown Raw spot. Braun Strowman, uh, he faced somebody who was actually just like a squash match, and this man deserves a lot better. Um, Braun Strowman squashed Drew Gulak, and this is just basically just to build up for the fucking match between him and uh, the guy. Uh, fuck, what's his name again? Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury. I think it's stupid. I mean, it's stupid that it was Drew Gulak. You know, that is kind of downplaying him a bit, but 
you know, I mean, it's Braun Strowman versus a cruiserweight at the end of the day. So, I mean, I get what they're trying, but it could have been anybody else. Yeah, well. But I guess we've seen him beat up the Lucha House Party, like, what, mm-hmm. thousands but, of times already, But so. back to the Tyson Fury and Braun Strowman, I am more excited to see Cain Velasquez and Brock Lesnar at Crown Jewel rather than Tyson Fury and Braun Strowman. Like, what is the legitimate, like, deal with them both? Like, what like beef do they have like with each other it just feels forced i don't feel like that this is anything that we should take seriously and it's just about braun and tyson yeah and it just doesn't like it obviously kane velasquez (laughs) and brock lesnar they have history we all get that but what's the whole point with uh braun Strowman and uh tyson fury there's no point why they should be in a fight with each other other than just because wwe wants to have a boxing fighter fight in uh, at crown jewel i mean i don't really think there's like much of a backstory here but there's no backstory i'm not against seeing it i mean it's two big ass guys who in a believable storyline if they punch you in the face it's gonna hurt and you're gonna be knocked out right yeah, but one boxes and but, one's the most dominant superstar whose quote is get these hands. He's about to get these hands from a there, boxer. There's, so it makes sense. It's just there, a build up. That's all. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, that part that part makes somewhat sense, but nothing else involving these two in a match together. Uh Listen, means but it's anyone. WWE. You act like you have to have a legitimate backstory to start a beef with somebody. Okay, I mean, well, we've seen uh, it all Floyd, develop. Floyd Money, Mayweather, and Big Show, they got beef because they were talking shit on each other. Okay, and that's, Braun Strowman was there, and he pushed a superstar into Tyson Fury after he kind of got in his face a little bit and all right, poked some fun at him. Like, we've seen know. it all develop. Stop that. I don't know. See, I'm, you're a hater. I'm, I'm not a hater, dude. You're They're, prejudice. Dude, Braun Strowman is a dead character. I like if if Braun Strowman loses against Tyson Fury, I won't give a shit. I'll be like, oh, okay. I, do you that's really, how much do you I don't really care believe about that it. he's gonna lose? Like we already know that Brock's probably gonna lose. Do we really think that they're gonna have Tyson Fury, who's only gonna one off this shit, beat uh, Braun Strowman? Do you think? I don't know. I mean, I get you know even Floyd beat uh, beat Big Show, but I don't see. Tyson Fury knocking out Braun. If they do that, then I will absolutely 100% come on the next episode after Crown Jewel and say, Jordan, you were right. Braun Strowman is a dead man. He's a dead character. You know, now that I'm thinking about it, next week is Crown Jewel. Yeah, next Thursday. We record on Fridays around the time that Crown Jewel is on. How are we going to do this? Are we going to do a live? No, no, dude, Crown Jewel is on Thursday. No, it's on Friday. Well, looks like we're doing it live, baby. What day is things or is Halloween on? Thursday. Thursday. No, is it's it Thursday. Thursday. Thursday's the first then. Or Friday's the first then, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm backwards then. Okay. Yeah, we're right then. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> Anyways, now to end SmackDown Live, you have Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan defeating Shinsuke Nakamura and Baron Corbin. And after the match though, I'm not gonna touch like much on this. The only reason why I'm doing it is because of this. Uh, Roman Reigns was named to be the captain of uh, Team Hogan. So there you go. There is SmackDown Live for you. Now we get on to Raw. Uh, In my opinion, uh, Raw sucked, as always. Raw will be Raw. 
And I don't know how you think that this was a good show. I mean, I get the matches and the wrestling part of it as a good show, but that's not the whole summary. Like, the whole show needs to be good to call it a good show. I mean, yeah, I thought... Yeah, I agree, dude, 100%. I but, thought, dude, I thought 2010, 2011, like, before CM Punk became CM Punk, I thought that era was fucking bad. Oh, the no. people power shit? Yeah. This era horrible. is absolutely horrible. I'd say it's a close tie, but I think this is at least good wrestling. That era didn't have good wrestling. That's what I'm... See, you're looking at the negatives. You're looking at the negatives of it too much. You know, there's not... I'm not looking at the negatives too much, man. What the fuck? No, you are. Look, there's good storylines in AEW. The wrestling is hit or miss, right? Be honest. It's a little sloppy still sometimes. Yeah, and like, 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 take it and for then granted. Raw and SmackDown are the exact opposite now. Now the wrestling is improved, but the storylines are ass. Of course. See, so we got to give some type of common ground here to both. We do have common ground. That's why I have you on this fucking show. But no, when you have when, me on the show because but, but yeah, because of the opposites. But people on Twitter have actually went on record to say that this was a great show. See, I'm not going to go that far. I'm not going to say it was a great... And you know I use that great word a little too much. I don't think this was a great show. I think it was really good wrestling. Wrestling-wise, it was wrestling somewhat wise, decent. this was the best wrestling we've seen in a long time on Raw. I will put my neck on the line and say that. Best wrestling matches we've had on Monday Night Raw in months. The show itself was Horrible. shit. The, the, best, the best thing about this show is the opening five minutes. But let me also say this as well. During most of the storyline and the promos and shit, I was either rolling up some medicine that I need or I was taking a bathroom break. So, so I saw that all right the wrestling. There, yeah, so that I right there is... The yeah, so basically shit was this episode of Monday Night Raw. Agreed. Storyline-wise. All right, so basically, all that I'm going to do, I'm just going to go over five points that I have on my um, on my laptop here because I kind of think... Number one, Drew's back. Yes, let me, yeah, let me get into that. <laughs> Drew McIntyre is back, but the reason That's why he's guy. back is because he's Ric Flair... Favorite, guys. What? He's my favorite. Hey, I like him too, but the only reason why that he was back is because Ric Flair was... Like had a few too many gin and tonics, <laughs> dude. He was. I mean, this week's of Raw continues to have a lot of the same identity issues, though, as the past few weeks has been. Man, I mean, as it nestled like a creativity uh, absent, like a little Russian nesting doll between the draft and the pay per views that nobody really cares about in Crown Jewel and Hell in a Cell, which didn't even have a full card to be announced. I might add. Before two hours before the fucking hell in a cell even started, so we're still in the same type of identity issues that Monday Night Raw is having, and with Survivor Series happening, no one's gonna care about fucking Survivor Series because of Crown Jewel. We only have two weeks when when Crown Jewel airs. We're gonna have two weeks of build for all the matches on Survivor Series. Think about that. Yeah. And which, in fact, it is all about brand supremacy on Survivor Series, which is pretty decent but yeah but i think that is perfect though because we don't need a lot of time to build that storyline you know it's brand versus brand we'll get back to the old usual i hope i hope too it can it can do its own thing from there i don't even if they told me on the monday night raw before survivor series that they have no 
scheduled matches. There's no, you know, no guaranteed matches from A to B. It can all change by the weekend. I'd still be fine with it as long as it's Raw versus SmackDown. I don't have to know who's facing who. I just know Raw versus SmackDown. I'd be fine with it, honestly. But that would be me hoping that Survivor Series is a big deal again, not just what it's been the past few years. Mm-hmm. Same you know, we talked about this a couple a couple episodes ago too, like how much Survivor Series has fallen apart from how much like, like the thing and authority thing. Like dude, that was the last dude, good Survivor Series. It's the same. Like when was when was the last time that there was a good um, uh, WrestleMania? Last time we had a good WrestleMania. Yeah, oh, we have we have different opinions about that, so we can we can argue all day about that. We're okay. Then we're not agreed to disagree. Yeah, we'll um, agree to disagree on that one. Knowing all this, going. though, Uncle Uncle Rick, we'll just call him that because he's like the crazy uncle that everyone has in their family. Um, right. Woo! Yeah, uh, he announced that uh, Drew McIntyre is his uh, final partner, and Drew McIntyre and uh, who was it? Uh, uh, yeah, Ricochet came out, and the biggest compliment that I will give Raw. And we we already we already said this. It stayed focused on the in-ring product, and it gave us a series of matches that actually got time and mostly mm-hmm. involved clean finishes, finishes mm-hmm. at yes. least. They are learning something now. Yes, they learned a new F word. <laughs> Finish. And well, well, that's what she <laughs> giggity. said. Giggity. <laughs> that was actually pretty funny. <laughs> you said giggity. I said that's what she said. <laughs> Anyways, um, I mean. And what I mean finishes, I mean matches that cannot be stopped for any reasons. And uh, the stipulation at Crown Jewel, I'm looking at their type of like direction. That mm-hmm. Crown Jewel can't have matches like this at Crown Jewel. Um, or just And what WWE, Raw, or SmackDown has been trying to do, they're trying to be centered around their new talent or returning talent. So kudos to you for saying about that to Sin Cara. So whatever. I mean, they might have been, this might have been the best Sin Cara has ever looked. And I'm even saying that before um, he had the United States Championship match, or the United States Championship title on him. Either version um, of Andrade is more or less a wrestling saint at this point. Let's agree on that. Andrade is going to be the the next biggest thing, but I think he should have, it should have ended shorter than what it did. And Sin Cara could have gotten the same offensive moves in there. But this is the best that Sin Cara has looked in three years. I agree. And another match that I do do want to say, Seth Rollins and Humberto Carrillo. Ah, uh-huh. there we go. I've been waiting to talk about this. I one. know you've been waiting to talk about this. I will be the first one to say that I had no idea who the fuck this guy was. And I will put my mouth where my money is. And I will say I was wrong. I'm glad yeah. that we've seen Humberto Carrillo. I, I almost said Humberto Del Rio, Jesus. Um, <laughs> you almost said that a lot last week, too. I know, dude. But it just sounds so much alike, okay? It's, I know, it's, I know. It sounds like you're like trying just to not say it. Like you just I'm trying words, not to, man. I know, I can tell. I, I, wish, I did the same thing, though. I wish that Humberto Carrillo didn't go up I against just, Seth just Rollins, call him though. Humberto. Just call him Humberto. Okay, fine. I wish Humberto didn't go up against Seth Rollins, though. Because, one, at the same time, I was like, I kind of hope this fucking kid wins against Seth Rollins. <laughs> and I, that's the same energy that I had, too. 
and I was hoping for it, and I think that's what made that but, match even better, is that yeah. he didn't win, but we all pulled for him to win. Yeah. They know what they're doing with this one. Yeah, and Seth Rollins right now, he's not liked by many fans, and I'm talking like WWE and AEW. I mean, with he's currently in a very tight contest with Kenny Omega and calling him a minor league. I know I said that AEW right now is like considered to be AAA baseball compared to MLB, which is WWE per se, but... Right. I mean, because essentially it is. I mean, right. WWE is in its own league, so, but he shouldn't have said that it's minor league. I mean, okay, bud, come on. I mean, Kenny Omega is not minor league. Let's get that straight. Nope, but he is right, though. He kind of is in the minor league. Yes. If we're, if we're being technical, he's right, but Omega's not a minor league player. Let's, we'll go with that route then. We'll just say that and call it a. I mean, okay, well, but basically, the only reason why Humberto got in this match with Seth Rollins is because he name-dropped Seth Rollins, so I guess that deserves a, like a match with him, and somewhere in the back, I know Aleister Black is like, wait, that's all I have to do? I don't have well, to- that was kind of like his ruthless aggression moment, and speaking of Aleister Black, he had a good match as well. Yeah, but that was a squash match, whatever, dude. So what? He got to kick someone in the- well, you know, he didn't even kick him in the face. He made him tap out, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. But well, either way, if if you want to salvage the dumpster fire of Seth Rollins persona, like since like I don't know WrestleMania, Turn. a really good way to do this is to have him pull a John Cena and give a longish competitive and like a longish title reign and competitive wrestling matches to young guys and get people who never get an opportunity on Raw. If they're going to have Seth Rollins be the Universal Champion for the long haul, get other people involved. Don't just tease us with Bray Wyatt and The Fiend and have him basically kill The Fiend character because he has. I don't care what you say. He fucking... WWE has ruined The Fiend character because the dark match that happened this past Monday, guess what? Seth Rollins beat... Uh, not Finn Balor. Seth Rollins beat The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, in a match. In a cage match. A dark match. A cage match, wasn't it? Still, dude, The Fiend is where done. He, where he I don't care what you out. say. Dude, no, I don't care what you say. The Fiend is fucking done. No, The Fiend is not He is done. not. Stop WWE it. is not going to get that title off of Seth Rollins. So if you're, if you're going to do that, by all means, good for you, WWE. Don't get fucking Bray Wyatt involved in that. Should have never had him in the fucking title picture whatsoever. Well, I will agree, and I will also say that they should end that when they had the chance. Now they kind of prolonged now they it. Are now we're going to have it for two more months because they can't stop fucking advertising Bray versus Seth for every goddamn event so from guess now what? on until December. So guess what? The Fiend character is dead. I'm going to enjoy the Fiend character. I'm going to enjoy his entrance. Me, personally, I'm going to try to enjoy him still. And maybe, you know, but I guarantee, man, he does not have the same momentum as he did at the beginning of summer 2019. Mark my fucking words. We'll just say we'll wait for Crown Jewel and we'll see how that goes. You know the Fiend's losing. He's not going to win. I disagree. I think he's going to win. I just don't know how yet. Okay, fine. I will, I will give you this. I could see fucking Vince McMahon in the back. Well, you, you know what, guys? Crown Jewel's on Halloween. Wait a minute. The Fiend. Ah, Halloween. you see where I'm going with this. You see? I'm a fucking genius. He's going to win the title on Halloween night. That's fucking shit. good shit. It makes fucking sense. Yes, exactly, Jordan. Shorty Jordy is on my side. He gets me now. Dude, but I could... I'm not saying that's a good idea, man, but... 
No, but it's a Vince idea. And yes. you know Vince is running out of options. And what does it what does Vince have to do now? To salvage Seth and the Fiend, he has to make the Fiend beat Seth, right? So we can take it serious and understand, okay, that's why we have this booking for another two fucking months after this hellacious hell in a cell event that we had. Okay. Bray's gonna get the belt. He might lose it back and maybe he won't be flawless or maybe he won't drop it clean or maybe he'll just pull a fucking a, 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 a trash can stunt and just drop it and he doesn't need a belt. What, who knows? We don't know, but it's happening. There's nothing we can do about it. Let's just watch it and let's just pray for the best, you know? And That's let's what my grandma always Wyatt tells me. My grandmother always tells me pray for the best. <laughs> and let's hope Bray Wyatt does win because if he doesn't, dude, I I want you to I want to hear that dirty little mouse say it. Bray Wyatt the Fiend character is dead. I don't think I'll say it until okay, I fine. see he's dead. When on, I see he's dead, I will tell you he's a dead character. On to I the next subject. You. On to the next when, subject. When I see them treating him just like Bray Wyatt, I will tell you. I promise. Yeah. Well, you have well, my they, word. well, hey, they burned the Firefly Funhouse just like how they burnt uh, his old character's house down. So they. But like, he has a new one though. He has a new Firefly Funhouse. So there's something left of it. Whatever. So. This week in tag team uh, wrestling, the Viking Raiders, they squashed the former tag team champion Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. We've seen it before, but at least it's the top tag team having a match against a real tag team in the division and not a pair of some random dudes in the indies that were brought in for 500 bucks a pop. And I Haw- like seeing them, too. Dude, they're Hawkins and Ryder's... <laughs> <laughs> they are actually growing on me. Even if they lose every tag team match, they are I bet a- they... Why, oh, um, uh, breaking news, they're winning at Crown Jewel. Yes, I said it. Hawkins and Ryder will win at Crown Jewel. Nope, don't say it. <laughs> don't say it. I'm sorry, dude, no. If, if, if they win it, then I'm really going to turn off Crown Jewel. Why? Think of it Why? As a, they're a, a legitimate joke. tag team. And oh my God, their, their gimmick is grateful. That is not a gimmick. It's probably the worst humiliating gimmick in WWE tag team wrestling right now. Grateful for every opportunity that you get. You go out there and you capitalize on your opportunity. Oh, you grab oh, that brass ring. Oh, how inspiring. Oh, I'm so grateful. And then you become the best I'm, tag team in the world. Now, I'm not saying they're going to win the fucking tag team titles off of it. I'd rather see I'm Street Profits win. They're going to be known as the greatest tag team in the world. That's all I'm saying. And, and, and who knows? Street Profits will probably be my second pick. Speaking of Street Profits, last week, the OC, they uh, associated uh, themselves with the Street Profits in uh, in the backstage. They kicked their ass, and all week, we were hearing the OC and the Street Profits and who's Street Profits' uh, random uh, mystery partner, and it went on all week, and then it went on all night on Monday Night Raw, and then we get to the match, and And you got pissed off. The mystery partner never happened. Well, no, so, they didn't so, say it was a mystery so, partner. They never said mystery partner. They said they have someone to watch their back. They said, okay, but I'm pretty sure if you look on WWE.com, they've been saying mystery partner. And well, AJ wasn't in the match, so he was a manager. So it made sense. He was a person to watch their okay. back. Well, but go ahead I, and continue on me, who it was. I, I could have swore that they had been advertising that they're going to be a – that. Someone is going to be partnering them up. I'm going to have to look on uh, on their website, but whatever. Yeah, they said, yeah, they would have somebody with them, yes. Okay. Someone Ross to watch spe- their But back. basically, all that I'm saying here, Ross spent like about two to three of the quarters of the hour promoting it. And I'm not alone. Everyone said that 
and I could have swore that they said a partner to make it a six-man tag team match. I'm pretty certain that's what they said. That's why I'm talking about this right now. Right. And, and no, yeah, you're right. They said it. And yeah. throughout the card, so, you can see them basically it, and they all, ended up saying, man to watch their back. Basically, all that all that this was, WWE, they fucking trolled us. They fucking memed us to having us watch the whole goddamn show without turning it off. I was That's exactly it what they did. When I heard when I heard that Street Profits were main inventing, I was fine with it. And I was watching Oh, dude, the whole dude. Show. Hey, hey, I was fine with it. I was very fine with it. But the fact that nobody came out and their mystery partner wasn't anywhere to, uh, to be found, fuck you, WWE. You just well, fucking someone trolled came us. Out. Someone came out. Just not to be their partner. What was the point? To set up. Duh. That means that we know who's now going to be going after AJ. And I'm fucking in love with it. Which I am completely fine with. I am. It's my man's. My second favorite on the entire Raw roster, Mr. Kevin Owens himself. Who is going to be first as soon as I see either him or Drew surpass one another. But they're tied for first. But... Yes, Kevin Owens is coming after AJ. Long story short. And it's going to be awesome. Hey, hey, it is. It is. I just didn't like how they fucking trolled us at the end, okay? No, I agree. I agree. It was kind of fucked up, but hey, it's a ratings grab. They do what they got to do. That's all it is. They do it every week. But hey, at least Raw ended with a good 13-minute like wrestling minute match with the Street Profits winning. The OC are, they're a real drag right now. I don't know what they're going to do with them. This would have been a lot more fun if it was a six-man tag team match. I bet maybe they'll announce it for next week and then forget it uh, to send everyone home to, or like forget to send everyone to Saudi Arabia as Team Hogan. So, uh, and I guarantee they'll forget uh, to promote it. But this is Raw. Raw is still Raw. Raw is going to be Raw. I don't know when change is going to happen, but I don't really see it happening anytime soon but my patience has run out for raw or smackdown for that matter but definitely raw but the only highlight of monday night raw that i love is the opening five minutes with uh skrillex with their opening and the fireworks and more pyro pyro more pyro pyro more pyro did you see everyone else is getting well not everyone else but more people are getting pyro good as they should as Did they you see should. Kevin Owens' tweet about his pyro that he dude? Wants? That shit what had me on the floor <laughs> laughing. I I I want my name to be uh, like uh, up in fireworks, but instead I wanted to say balls. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> he wants the psycho Sid style, but instead of saying Sid, it says balls. I loved it. I, awesome. I I was at work last time when I saw it, dude. I was rolling on the fucking floor. All right, well, I think that's going to do it for us uh, here on episode 20 of Pardon the Pipe Bomb. If um, if you guys liked what you heard, please give us a, a negative five-star review at least just to give us your thoughts on it. We love and we really do love your support. Uh, we did have a new um, uh, person that gave us a five-star review, but they didn't say anything. But I'm very grateful for you. Whoever you are, I really appreciate you guys. And more and more come every day. And podcast is growing, man. I'm really loving what we're doing. You got to send me some of these stats, man. What? You don't send me any of the stats. Oh, yo, I will send you a screenshot of it and I will let you know and get you in on the stats. But podcast is growing and uh, I'm having so much fun doing this, man. I'm so glad that uh, my my man Cal is here to join me every week to do this. But uh, yeah, no, like I said, if you guys like what you hear, please uh, hit that subscribe button. Don't forget to turn on on that bell for any notifications when we do upload a brand new podcast. Again, if you want to follow me on Twitter, 
please do. PC underscore Flamio 814. And Cal, what is yours? At the Cal, or excuse me, at the Kyle Savon. <laughs> there you go, bro. Hey, we will see you guys next week, and we will probably have uh, the post review of the Crown Jewel and everything that is happening. All of you enjoy Friday Night SmackDown tonight. We'll talk to you guys later. Bear with us, people. Yeah. <laughs>